you come well, stay well. Be built up. Be strengthened in your heart. It's the strong spirit of a man will sustain him in bodily infirmity. Amen. And so be strong, be built up, be lifted up, be encouraged, and, uh, and, and, and go help someone else to get what you've got. Amen. So, so be strengthened tonight. Those who have come with, uh, with uh, a readiness to change, come in one way, leave another way. Well, uh, you're in the right place. Amen. Because the Spirit of God is here. Amen. The healer is in the house. And uh, the presence of God is, is here. And uh, the power of the Lord is present to heal. So thank God uh, that, that you can be healed and will be tonight in your body. You'll leave a different way than you came. Amen. And so if you're ready for that, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Someone said, well, that's kind, of, that's kind of an outstanding promise you're making people there. I mean, how dare you just kind of say that, that people are going to leave healed. Well, if I, had, if I said anything different, I'd have to be making it up because I don't have a scripture on it. Huh? I don't have any promises that say, I don't have any instructions from the Lord that say, tell people uh, when they come to service and come to a healing meeting that they might get healed. I mean, I have one verse that says that. <laughs> Not one. Huh? But I do have plenty of verses that declare and make very plain and simple the victory of the cross. That Jesus already won. That by His stripes we've already been healed. Amen. So I don't see any room uh, for watering down. I don't see any, any opportunity to get in here and say, maybe, might be. I sure hope my hardest that it might happen. No, let's just act like God is God. And He's on the throne and exactly what He said would happen will happen. And, uh, and, and just take Him at His word and not leave any space, not leave any opportunity for anything less than God's best. And I tell you what, if we'll take God that way and just be bold as a lion, uh, he, He's happy and the Spirit of God has something to hook up with and, uh, and, and let's manifest some power here. What do you say? All right, let's go to Mark chapter 10. If you brought a Bible with you tonight, then good job. If you're new to church, don't, not used to doing that kind of thing, that's fine. We'll, we'll help you out on the screens with some of these scriptures so you know we're not making it up. All right, well, we want to go to uh, Mark the 10th chapter, Mark the 10th chapter, and I want to share with you what the Lord put on my heart to talk about, and that is this guy that we call, he's commonly referred to as Blind Bartimaeus, all right? I think his, probably his given name was just Bartimaeus, I don't know who would name their child blind, but <laughs> now, nowadays we... Uh, oftentimes refer to him that way. So we got Bartimaeus. We got another guy in this story named Timaeus. That was Bartimaeus's dad. So I don't know if they just kind of carrying on the A.S. thing uh, in the family line. Probably we'd call them Tim and Bart today. All right. <laughs> Nevertheless, when you start the story, Bart is blind. But I want to go to the end of the story first and, and, and start there and then we'll work our way back up to the top. So Mark chapter 10 and verse 52. Then Jesus said to him, go your way, your faith has made you well. And immediately, everybody say immediately. 
he received his sight and followed Jesus on the road. So I guess he had to change his name, and he was now seeing Bartimaeus. Or for those who knew him well, seeing Bart, right? All right. And so notice what the words of the Master here. He said to him, go your way, God healed you. Huh? No, no, he didn't say that. He said, go your way, I, Jesus the healer, have made you well. No. Well, it's interesting that Jesus didn't say that, uh, because that's typically the way people talk today, because we don't want to rob God of any credit, and so we feel like we can't say things like this. But I would rather just believe that God's got big shoulders, and if our heart is right, we're not trying to uh, take credit for a healing ourselves as if we are the source or anything like that. But if I'm going to do the works of Jesus, I've got to understand how the principles of God's kingdom work. And in this case, and, and numerous other situations, Jesus said to the man, your faith made you well. He didn't say, I healed you. He said, your faith did this. Well, that's good news for us. Do you know why? Because if his faith made him well, your faith can make you well. My faith can make me well. I mean, this totally opens the door wide, as wide as can be, and gives us the opportunity to walk in and experience God's best all by ourselves. It doesn't matter what someone else believes. I can believe. Amen. And I can believe unto life. I can believe unto death. I can believe unto sickness. I can believe unto health. And my believer inside of me, my believer, it can be changed. If it's believing wrong, it can be altered and be switched and now believe right. Praise the Lord. And so Jesus said to him, your faith made you well and immediately. Again, I like that word immediately. Hmm? Anybody like instant gratification? I tell you what, well, with the healing power of God, it can be satisfied. Absolutely. Over and over again, we see in the scripture these words immediately. And so that's where I, that's, that's what I'm going by. I'm not going by in the by and by and later on and sometime down the road and, you know, definitely not when we're all called up yonder. You know what I'm talking about? I, well, some people are, I heard a minister say this, some people will be healed here tonight. Some people will be healed later on, and some people will be healed in heaven. Ah, what verse is that? I'm not going to attach my faith to that. I'm just going to let that go in one ear and go right out the other. Because that's a limiting statement. Jesus never said it. God never told us to believe that way. And by the way, no one gets healed in heaven. Not one person gets healed in heaven. Do you know why? There's no disease in heaven. <laughs> There's no sickness in heaven. And, and, and if you die today, how many know, you know, if someone died today of a disease, how many know the disease stayed here and you went to heaven? <laughs> the disease was in the body, wasn't in your spirit anyway. <laughs> and so there's no healing going on in heaven. All right? So nobody let yourself be robbed of God's blessing today by saying, I'm going to be healed in heaven. No, 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 no. You won't need healed in heaven, but healing is for here, it's for now, and thank God Jesus already took care of it. Amen. And so uh, we see the end result of the blind man's encounter with Jesus, and that is immediately he was made well. Your encounter with Jesus today will end the same way. All right? Immediate healing. Say, that's me. Say, you're talking about me today. I'm about to encounter Jesus. 
and walk away healed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amen. And so since this guy's faith made him well, let's take a look at his experience so we can follow the same example that was left for our benefit. I mean, why do you think this was written here? Just as a cute little story. No, uh, I mean, God should have known that some of us would come along and see this. (laughs) And actually take him at his word and say, God, if you did it for him, you'll do it for me. If blind Bart, Bart got it, became seeing Bart, then, you know, then crippled Mark could become walking Mark. Huh? Deaf Mark could become hearing Mark. If blind Bart could be seeing Bart. Yeah. And so God did this. Now, again, we have this record as an example so that we can learn from it. We can follow the example. We can see how they received and then we can apply those same principles and receive the exact same way. And uh, again, that's why it's here, so we can learn from these examples. But by the way, if God wanted us to believe that some get it and some don't, if God wanted us to believe that sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, you know what He would have needed to do? He would have needed to leave us examples of both. I mean, we should have the ministry of Jesus where one day, blind guy gets, see, gets his sight back. Next day, Jesus run into, runs into another guy, and this person comes, and the Lord says, sorry, not you. And the next day, runs into a crippled guy, and this person rises up, and he walks. And the next day, run into a person with another problem, and he says, well, you just have to stay the way you are. And then the next day, run into someone else and say, later for you. You know what I'm talking about? I mean, if really God wanted us to believe that, to believe that way, certainly that would be the example He would leave us, right? I mean, because otherwise, this could be quite confusing. Unless the examples He left really clearly and accurately paint a picture of His perfect plan and will and design and principles of the kingdom that cause something that works for one to work for somebody else. And over and over again, we see it. Bam, bam, bam. Your faith has made you whole. This one, rise up, go, be healed. Go do this. Go show yourself to the priest. Do this, do this, do this. And people are healed every, every, every single day. And not one time do we run into a situation where Jesus said, nope, not you. Not one time did someone come to Jesus and he turned him away and said, sorry, about, sorry, Charlie. <laughs> you know, only good tasting tuna get to be starfish. Sorry, that's an old commercial. <laughs> Some of you are younger, you don't remember that commercial. Starkist. Did I say starfish? Well, that's fine. <laughs> Starkist. Yeah. But anyway, you know, you know what I'm talking about here. So we have this example. Why? So we can learn how God works. So we can see exactly the way it worked for Him. And we know that what, what worked for Him will work for us. Praise God. And so... Uh, again, he left us all these examples, and he didn't leave us examples of, of other situations. Now, let's continue on by going back a few verses to the 46th verse. Mark 10, 46. Okay? It reads, Now they came to Jericho, and as he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great multitude, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the road begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, He began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Then many warned him to be quiet, 
But he cried out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. Can you see here that healing is an act of mercy? He didn't say, Son of David, heal me. But isn't that what he wanted? But you notice he says, Son of David, uh, have, have mercy on me. Have, have mercy on me. Uh, it might be that, that uh, blind Bartimaeus was conscious of something. He might have had a belief in his, in his heart that he was blind as a result of sin in his life. That, he, that there was something that he had done that caused this punishment or something of that nature or judgment of God to come upon him. And so in dealing with his, his condition, what did he ask for? Mercy. Mercy. Forgive me for what I've done. And that would result then in seeing eyes. Everybody with me today? You might be among those that look at yourself and your condition and you almost hate to talk to the Lord about healing because you know how it came. Some of you might be in, you know, dealing with conditions in your body and you know it's a result of drug use. Or a result, maybe you were speeding and you got in an accident and you felt like, man, this happened to me and I got this problem. It was my own fault. You know what I'm talking about? Or you've done other things. Listen, here's the deal. I think most of the problems that we face are self-inflicted. <laughs> now, I'm not going to put every disease or, or situation in that category, but a whole lot of them, if you really boil it down, you can probably, you could go deep enough where you can say, oh yeah, I didn't have the right diet, or I should have done this, or I didn't do this. And we can oftentimes come down to something that we didn't do, we should have done better, so we feel guilty, therefore it's serves as a hindrance to our healing. But here's the thing. No matter how it came, if you're conscious of something that you did wrong, if you're aware of something that you did where uh, you don't deserve healing or you feel like it's, it's a result of something you did, good news. You know what the word is? Mercy. It's absolutely mercy. Hey, I mean, if we all uh, just were blessed because we did right and because we always did the right thing, I mean, we're all in trouble in some capacity or, or form, all right? And so, again, if that's your case, you're just like blind Bartimaeus, huh? Have mercy on me. We got, he we got mercy healings going out tonight. If you need a mercy healing, they're plentiful, <laughs> plentiful and abundant and God is very very merciful so stop feeling bad amen if you feel bad he's the forgiver of our sins he is the one who who shed his blood that we might have his righteousness so call on the name of the Lord he's not angry with you he's not upset with you he's not punishing you with this situation or with this physical problem no he's looking for an opportunity to shower you with his mercy and raise you up from the position that you're in Thank you, Lord. And so again, there is often a consciousness of sin associated with sickness. Amen. If you read, remember there was another account where Jesus was ministering one day in a house and it was so packed people couldn't get in and these friends, their friend was on a stretcher and they couldn't get in so they climbed upon the roof and tore a hole in the roof and dropped him in front of Jesus. You remember that, that story? Remember the first thing the Lord said to him? He said, he said, son, your, uh, he, he said, your sins are forgiven. And some might think, well, well thank you very much. I appreciate that, but I'm really wanting a healing. 
<laughs> you know, thanks for the forgiveness and everything. But then, you know, you read the end of the story. Of course, the guy got healed. But why would Jesus mention that? Well, oftentimes they're connected. Oftentimes there's a direct association between someone feeling condemned and guilty and bad about their life and their ability to receive the gifts of God that are for free. And I tell you what, if you're feeling bad, stop, stop. Jesus is here. He's merciful. He's kind. He's forgiving. Your sins have been washed away. Now rise up, stand up strong and say, Lord, I just receive all you have for me. Amen. It's not about you being deserving or worthy of it. It's about His mercy and about His grace. It's about His love for us. That, uh, it, it, that's the reason why we can have these things. Praise God. And so, um, he said, Son of David, have mercy on me. Continuing on now, verse, verse, what verse should we go to? 49. Right? 49. All right, so Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. Then they called the blind man, saying to him, Be of good cheer, rise, he is calling you. Now, I think that's a good word right there. Uh, The Lord is calling you. How many know if the Lord is calling you, it's as good as done? (laughs) Oh, yeah. The Lord is calling you, done. Yeah. Say, well, I can understand that. Sure would be nice if the Lord would call me. Well, I've got good news for you. Got good news for you. Jesus said in John 6, 44, No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him. And I will raise him up at the last day. Many times we think that coming to God is our own idea. Many times we think coming to church is our own idea. We think praying and reading the scripture and, and, and worshiping God and, and, and praying and spending time with God and, and doing good things for other people is all, all our idea. How proud we are. Hmm? I tell you what, you were his idea. Long before he was your idea. God had you in mind long before you had him in mind. And you know what? The very fact that we are here tonight... The very fact that you are here with a condition, a problem in your body, and you're looking to the Lord for answers instead of being in the emergency room, instead of sitting in a doctor's office, the very fact that you are here, I'm convinced of this. It's because whether you recognize it or not, God is calling you. The Lord has called your name. And it seemed to you like I just decided. But on the inside, it was the Spirit of God leading you. You didn't have to come. You didn't have to be here. Most people don't respond this way. Most people are not looking to God to heal them. Most people are looking to man. And and most people are looking to other methods. Most people do their own thing. Very few people are calling on the name of the Lord to be saved. Very few people are calling on the name of Jesus to be healed. And if you are, guess what that is? That's an indication. The Spirit of God Himself, the Lord Almighty, has had you on His mind. And He stirred your heart. And now you're inquiring. Now you're looking into. Now your faith is stirred. And now you're coming to a place where you are calling on the name of the Lord. And it's as good as done. Come on, say it out loud. It's as good as done. Because the Lord has called my name. Oh yeah, he definitely has. Absolutely, not an individual, uh, not an individual, not one single person is excluded from that because he knows us each by name and he has called us by his name and drawn us near to him. Hallelujah. All right, verse 50, verse 50. 
And throwing aside his garment, he rose and came to Jesus. Throwing aside his garment, he rose and came to Jesus. This is a significant verse and a significant part that reveals this man's faith. Remember, end result, Jesus said, dude, your faith has made you well. Your faith has healed you. This is an outward thing. Because how many know you can't necessarily see into someone's heart and see their belief? You can't see what they believe. You can't see it as a, as a something inside of them. You can't x-ray them and say, ooh, big faith, nice. See that? You, you can't analyze it that way. The only way that it can be seen is through the actions taken by that person. I can see your faith by watching what you do, by listening to what you say, and, and vice versa. Everybody with me today? This is how we can see. Jesus said, your faith healed you. What did it look like? Here's what it looked like. And throwing aside his garment, he rose and came to Jesus. Now, you can see a faith working er earlier just in the fact that he was calling out to him. But many... Many scholars who have studied their, these days and these times will tell us that this garment that he threw away, you know, why would he throw away, throw aside his garment? This garment was an indication to others of his blindness. In other words, uh, in their day, oftentimes if someone was blind, they were also a beggar. They were also dependent on the charity of other people to help them survive and of course if you can't see you can bump into a lot of things and so forth they would wear a certain type of garment that would indicate and so anyone who was walking by would know this person is blind okay it would also serve to help them in their livelihood because if this person is blind and someone else is compassionate and merciful then they might help that person out they're going to help them get to where they need. They're going to help them with, their, uh, with money and so forth. And so that garment was very key to this person's existence, watch, as a blind person. It was identifying who he was. It helped to sustain his life. And so when Jesus calls him, what's the first thing he does? He gets rid of the garment that identifies him with his blind condition. Well, why would you do that? Because you don't need it anymore. He didn't need that anymore. Why? Because he knew, I'm done being blind. Blindness is not who I am anymore. The Master has called me. Jesus is here. He's about to have mercy on me. Amen. See, this is... The all-in approach to healing. He completely turned his back on blindness. When he threw this garment aside, he basically threw blindness aside. Everybody with me today? This was a reaction, a response of what he believed to be so. If he didn't believe that, he would have kept the thing necessary to live as a blind person. Everybody with me tonight? But he got rid of that thing that made him uh, able to identify with that condition. 
This is called faith in action. How many know it's much more than I believe in God? It's much more than uh, I believe God can heal. Okay, those are both positive statements and true statements. And, but this is much, much stronger than that. Okay, this is not I believe in God or I believe in God can heal. This is basically saying I'm done being blind. He said, I'm done. I'm done being blind. I don't need this anymore. I kind of wonder tonight, I kind of wonder what you're saying. I kind of wonder what's going on in your heart, in your mind. What's happening, if you've got, got something, an ill something working in your body, what are you saying? What are you holding on to? What are you going to keep in place just in case? Because if you're going to keep it in place just in case, you're going to need it. But if you're ready to move beyond, I believe in God, and you're ready to move beyond, I believe God can heal, and you're ready to move into a place that says, I'm done being this way. I'm completely finished. I'm done with it. No longer. I'm not going to be that anymore. I hear the Lord's voice. The Master has called my name. And so I'm walking away from it. I'm turning my back on it. I'll never go there again. My new life starts right here, right now. And I will not leave this place the way I came. That is the heart of true and living faith. Amen. That is the way faith works. It will do the illogical. It will do the physically impossible. It will rise up and take what is being offered and what is provided. What will your belief cause you to do tonight? How can you turn your back on your present condition? How can you walk away from it tonight and leave it in the past knowing that it is a thing of the past. I'll never need to think and be and do and use and have this ever again. What is your heart saying to you? What is your faith directing you to do tonight? Is, is, is there faith in anyone's heart that will say, I'm about ready to change. I'm getting ready to walk away from this. I will no longer live this way and think this way and, and, and be this way. I will not identify myself with this previous condition. Because the Master has called my name. And He is my healer today. Amen. How can you turn your back on your current situation? Making it null and void of power over your life from this day forward. Recognize the opportunity that you have here tonight. It's before you right now. Bartimaeus recognized his opportunity. He recognized this time, this opportunity in his life, and he jumped all over it. He's sitting there hanging out. Obviously, he heard about Jesus. He's sitting there hanging out, being blind and stuff, hanging out by the side of the road until he heard people are walking by. And someone told him, it's Jesus. <laughs> what did he do? He started yelling. He thought, this is my opportunity. I am not going to let it pass me by. I am not going to let one of these situations pass. I don't know what's going to happen in the future. But I know right here, right now, this is my time. This is my opportunity to get something that I can get no other way. 
And he, he seized it. He jumped on the opportunity. And, and a few minutes later, he was walking away as seeing Bart. The guy who used to be blind. The guy who used to beg for a living. Used to rely on other, other people. But now, he is free. Look for a chance to let grace change you. When will you be done being the way that you are? I know a while back, I, I had... Uh, I had hurt my shoulder lifting weights, and uh, it wasn't real bad, and so I never told anyone. It wasn't any, anything that anyone would notice other than the fact that I'd get on the bench press, and I could hardly lift the bar. <laughs> that was annoying, <laughs> especially in front of all the other guys in the gym, but anyway... <laughs> You know, because basically one side real easy and the other side, it was like, But as far as the rest of life, you know, it didn't really affect me. So everything was, so in my mind, it was just like kind of, you know, no big deal here. It's not changing my lifestyle at all other than going to the gym, and I don't like it that much anyway. And so, you know, and I could do other types of exercise, it wouldn't affect me. So it was kind of, it was kind of a minor thing in one regard. In other words, easy to live with. And you, how, how many know you have to watch the, out for that? If you can live with it, you probably will. If you can put up with it and get by and it's not a big deal, very likely you'll give it permission to stay. And so I didn't take real, any real aggressive stance against it and, and, and no big deal until one day a guy I know suggested an MRI. And you know what? Something rose up inside of me. And I said, nope, absolutely not. I am absolutely not going down that path and getting that and having them some diagnosis and some surgery and all these things played out. Nope. And within a matter of a couple of days, it was perfectly well. I tell you what, there's, a, there's an ability inside of all of us to lay hold of what God has provided, to grab hold of our healing and walk in it and have victory over it. But there's got to be something on the inside that says, I'm done being that way. I'm not going to have it any longer. There's got to be something on the inside of us that's ready to throw something away, to get rid of something, to, to get rid of the crutch, whether that crutch is literal or, or you know, or just uh, uh, the other word, figurative, thank you, a f- figurative word. You know what I'm talking about, but whatever we associate with and rely upon that, that lets those things con- con- um, uh, that continue in our lives, amen. All right, let's finish the story. Everybody ready for a little bit more? All right, let's go over verse 51, continuing on. So Jesus answered and said to him, he said, what do you want me to do for you? What do you want me to do for you? The blind man said to him, you know, really just whatever God wants. Uh, Just want the will of God. And so whatever you think the Father wants, I'll just, I'll be good with that. Huh? Is that what he said? You know, a person said to me one time, they were, they were questioning me about, about faith and some strong statements, like I've made strong statements tonight, and, and they didn't understand those. They questioned me. I, and he said, I, I just think faith, if I have faith in God, that means I just say, God, I trust you. And then whatever happens in my life, I, from that point, I just believe that it's God, um, you know, providing or controlling or doing whatever he wants to do in my life. I said, that's not faith at all. 
That's not faith. That's, I mean, you have a heart for God and, and God's will. That's commendable. But that's not faith. That's not the example we have in Scripture. We're never told to just say, you know, just like turn our lives over to the Lord. And from here on out, whatever happens, I'm going to accept as being the will of God. To walk by faith and to do this means we directly receive certain things on purpose and we resist other things on purpose. The Bible said, resist the devil and he'll flee from you. He didn't say sit back in faith and just believe that God will take care of the devil for you. And if he wants the devil to do something in your life, then he'll do that. No, see that passive mentality is not really active and living faith in God. If you and I are walking with God, we're going we're gonna to run into some opposition in life. You know what we're supposed to do? We're supposed to kick down doors. We're supposed to remove mountains. We're supposed to rebuke fevers. We're supposed to deal with storms. We're supposed to overcome with the power of the Word of God and the name of Jesus. And there are things in life we will absolutely have to just turn our back on and say, no, I'm not going to have that. I resist it. I'm not going to be that way. I'm not going to live that way. I'm not going to accept this condition. I got this report, but I refuse the report. And I say, no, I'm not going to be that way. In Jesus' name, I lay hold of the promises and provision of God. And this is how it will be. And some might say, well, that sounds kind of arrogant and proud. It's not because we're not the source. God is the source. If it weren't for Him, we could do none of these things. But thank God we're not without Him. We are eternally connected to the vine. And out of that vine flows life, flows health, flows strength and everything we need. Okay, the blind man said to him, Rabboni, that I may receive my sight. That I may receive my sight. Very specific, very direct. He said, Lord, I'm here because I want to see. And you can see the connection. Mercy, sight, same thing. In his situation. Amen. So, tonight, what's your garment? In what way can you walk away from your limitation? In what way can you turn your back on the way things were? I'm not telling anyone what to do. It's got to come from the inside of you. It's got to come from a conviction that you are saying, God, I'm taking you at your word. I'm going to act like your spirit is present, that your word is true, and I'm going to rise up and do this. I'm going to help you with this. I'm helping you with the word, and the Bible says he sent his word and healed them. Everybody get the word here tonight? Come on, I tell you what, the word will change things internally. Then we'll make decisions. We'll take acts and steps of faith that will change things externally. And that combination will set anyone free. Praise God. Oh, the Lord is good. The Lord is good. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let's wait on the Lord for a moment now. Hallelujah. Father, we're so thankful tonight for the grace of God. Thankful for your divine favor and ability. Thankful for the victory. That is ours. Thankful. Thankful for Jesus who was ever present as our healer. Glory to God. Your grace abounds. Victory overwhelms. It satisfies our soul. And in our bodies we are made whole. Thank you Lord today. Praise your holy name. We give you glory. We give you honor. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord.